This podcast is supported by Starglow Media's Mysteries About True Histories. From the creators of the hit top-ranking kids educational podcast in the world, Who Smarted, the Emmy-nominated Nat Geo Disney Plus's Brain Games and Netflix's Brainchild, comes Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as M-A-T-H, or math, in which kids ages six and up can hear humorous and educational stories that follow two best friends, Max and Molly, while they go on adventures through time, solving puzzles, hidden equations, talking about history, and making learning cool. Episodes transport listeners to moments in history like Pythagoras's ancient Greece, the era of the Aztecs, Sir Isaac Newton's England, and more. When I drive my son to school in the morning, we listen to these episodes that fit perfectly in our commute, with the episodes being about 15 minutes long. And this podcast is right up my son's alley because he loves to solve problems and happens to love math and the types of punny jokes that Max likes to tell. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Welcome to Mom and Mind, where we dive into all aspects of perinatal mental health and wellness related to conception, pregnancy, birth, loss, postpartum, and new parenthood. We raise the volume on these topics in hopes that someday everyone will have the support and information that they deserve before they need it. Please note this podcast is not a replacement for treatment by a professional or professional training. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Mom and Mind. I'm your host, Dr. Kat. And welcome to Maternal Mental Health Awareness Week and Maternal Mental Health Awareness Month. We are kicking off our leveling up of awareness by reviewing some of the myths of motherhood that many of us have been up against or are up against right now. And I want to specifically talk about how these myths impact our sense of self, our sense of ability, and our perspectives about ourselves and the world around us through the transition to motherhood, fatherhood, parenthood. I really see firsthand, experienced firsthand, and also know how these myths that have been, you know, shuffled around either on social media or through the generations or whatever it is, I don't know who started it, but how these are impacting our mental well-being. After all, it seems to be that the myths that we hear end up being beliefs, about ourselves, especially when they are not questioned, when there's no pushback on the myths. I think it's so important for us to be pushing back on our assumptions about what motherhood, parenthood, fatherhood is supposed to be like based on, who knows, things we've heard, things other people have told us. Because if we're not pushing back on those myths, they end up becoming beliefs and those beliefs end up impacting how we think about ourselves and how we are functioning as new parents. So I want to give you the first one that I hear the most office. First, I'll tell you about the ramifications of the myth I hear the most. And that is, I'm failing or I'm a failure. Now, let's think about this for a second. How in the world would someone come to that conclusion if they hadn't been fed some sort of lie that they were supposed to be perfect or know what to do all the time? I actually think that one of the core and most prominent myths of parenthood And motherhood is that you should know what to do, that that baby's going to come out, that baby's going to be healthy, you're going to be healthy, and everything is going to be awesome, and you're just going to get this download of knowledge that just sort of, I don't know, comes through some magical 
portal in the universe. And then there you have everything you need to know to take care of yourself and this baby. I'm saying it in a ridiculous way because, frankly, I think it's ridiculous that we have this pressure, that that myth is still alive. I'm really trying to push it down that you need to be perfect and that you need to know what to do and that you're going to know what to do all of a sudden. The way I sort of think of it is like perfection and knowing what to do is like the trunk of the tree. And from there comes these branches of feeling like you should be happy, be fulfilled, be doing your life's purpose. Everything should come easy to you. You will have a picture-perfect pregnancy. Your birth will go really well. Your breastfeeding will be easy. You're going to be able to bond immediately. Feeding your baby is not going to be an issue. You're going to get pregnant right away. Any number of things spanning from trying to get pregnant to pregnancy to birth and to postpartum and afterwards, all the things that we talk about here on this podcast all the time. This podcast is supported by Understood Explains. As parents, we are often having to figure out things as we go. And that is very true for our children's education. And to help you out, I want to tell you about a podcast called Understood Explains. This season is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Uliana Ortube, and she discusses all the things you'd want to know about individual education plans, or IEPs, what they are, why they're needed, who benefits from them, and what to expect when you have meetings with teachers. I could have really used this podcast when my son had an IEP for speech when he was six. I was overwhelmed trying to understand the process and what everything meant. The episode on Understood Explains, Does My Child Need an IEP, was the kind of info that would have really helped me get the most out of the educational support of the IEP for my son. And if you need that kind of support, I really recommend this podcast. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of TILT is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the TILT Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. I want to cut down that tree. I want to really break it down because I see so often, and I know you guys feel it and see it and hear it yourself when you really sit down and think about it. These pressures that are just constantly around us really, really impact how we see ourselves. You're going to be able to do everything and do it well all the time. A kind of super mom myth that you can do everything by yourself, that you don't need help. 
somewhere along the line, we lost our villages and whatnot. And so maybe we've just come to think that we're supposed to do it by ourselves because who's showing up? The people who maybe used to show up in culture, who used to like bring by food or whatnot, just randomly aren't there as often. Sure, certainly that happens still in some circles. And right now I'm primarily talking about the U.S. There are quite a few cultures that have very supportive practices that I think we could learn a lot from and maybe try and adopt in some way to support ourselves and our process and our children. Let's break it down a little bit. What happens when something isn't going as you expected? We're talking to some level about the expectations about how things are going to go and the difference between the reality and what actually happens for us in our particular situation with our partners or our family members. So what happens? Let's sort of start at the beginning. Where do we learn these ideas? It's hard to know for sure, but some of them come from our hopes that are maybe we really do have and, and sure, absolutely have hopes that you're going to get pregnant on the first try or that it's going to be relatively easy to become pregnant, that it's going to be relatively easy to stay pregnant because the idea is that and the hope is that if you get pregnant, you are going to have a baby. So let's start there. Where does that begin? In this day and age, it could be in our social media. We're seeing images of perfect motherhood, perfect parenthood, perfect fatherhood. So there's the images in our culture, but there's, you know, also things, just passing comments that people make. And, and, you know, I honestly, I think people have really good intentions, but sometimes they pass along what seem to be supportive statements, but for the person who may be having a hard time or the person who's just getting into the journey kind of sets them up to, with expectations of things that may or may not happen. For instance, you know, Maybe even before somebody gets pregnant or is considering having a baby, they may hear things like, oh, you're going to be such a good mom. I can tell everything's going to go really well for you or those sorts of things. So setting up expectations. And again, it's not inherently bad, but I want to think about the nuance of things that gets into our mind that helps create the idea and the picture of how things are going to be for us. Again, I will say that, yeah, we do want everything to be like that. We do want it to go well. And absolutely, I hope that for you. Absolutely. We do know that at least 20% of women and at least 10% of men and partners do have a hard time, a clinically significant hard time. So I don't want to diminish for the folks who do, you know, have a very easy time. That's awesome. But here on the podcast, we're really trying to, those people have a voice and we're trying to give a voice to those who are suffering in silence and maybe not suffering in silence, but still suffering nonetheless. Those comments that people make to us, those come with a certain amount of pressure, whether it's registering for us or not, that we are going to be able to get pregnant easily and keep a pregnancy. What happens when that doesn't happen? When we don't get pregnant easily, when we have multiple miscarriages, when there is a stillbirth, when there is a neonatal loss, a lot of people are feeling extremely upset, maybe traumatized by their situation. And a lot of people also come back to feeling like they did something wrong, that they did something to cause this. Now, this is what I mean, those myths, how those myths translate into how we think and feel about ourselves. This is the mental health and wellness part of it. 
So I want to push back, you know, on these myths for this reason, because we have these ideas that we are going to feel just fine. Things are going to go really well. And again, I hope they do. But when they don't, what do we do? We blame ourselves. I just don't think that's fair. And maybe you agree. Maybe you agree hearing this that you don't think it's fair either. But there it is. There's that pressure on ourselves. I should have known better. I shouldn't have, I don't know, I shouldn't have had that drink. I shouldn't have gone on that run. I shouldn't have stayed up too late. I should have taken that prenatal vitamin. Any number of those things, we often are taking it on as our own fault. So skipping ahead a little bit to birth. What are our ideas about birth? What are the romantic ideas and the myths that we have about birth? that you are going to know what to do. This is what your body was meant for. This is what your body is designed for. I'll include nursing in this too. I hear that a lot. And again, that's not necessarily a myth, but you know, yes, your body is built to do these things. But along with that myth comes the pressure that nothing bad is going to happen. And then at the end of the day, if things do happen, then we go back to that self-judgment. It's our fault. I did something wrong. Even when there's been issues with other people in the picture, let's say healthcare providers who have, you know, done something wrong or were not supportive, I still hear people come back to themselves, well, I should have pushed harder for X, Y, or Z, or I shouldn't have let them say that to me. A lot of the myths, I think, come back to the self-judgment place. So sometimes, myth busted, sometimes labor is very difficult. Sometimes birth does not go how we want it to go and can be devastating. And what I would hate is for there to be an addition of insult to injury when people are already having a hard time and trying to figure out what just happened or how to heal from it. And then on top of that, feeling bad about themselves and judging themselves. It's so, so, so devastating already. And then to feel bad about it. So myth busted, yes, labor is not always going to be easy. It's not always going to be the picture that you have in your mind. And as I said, we can say the same thing for nursing and breastfeeding. There are so many systems in our body happening at the same time, including the interplay with our own histories, our current physiological functioning, the environment around us that plays into how our pregnancy, birth, and postpartum goes. And nursing goes. Again, but what I hear is a lot of people saying I'm a failure because I can't breastfeed. There's an enormous amount of pressure right now to be exclusively breastfeeding or to breastfeed for a certain amount of time. I have moms who are really, really stuck on a certain amount of time, whether it's six months or a year, that they have to be doing something and their body is either not working the way they expected it to or want it to. They can't find or afford the kind of support that they would need to have an easier time of breastfeeding, or they're just in general feeling the pressure like they're not doing something correctly. Then there are moms who are having a perinatal mood or anxiety issue, like feeling anxious, like feeling depressed, like feeling manic, like experiencing psychosis or trauma. I mean, this is definitely not something that you expect or want to be going through. And I will say that depression and anxiety and all of those things themselves, they change how your brain works and it changes the way your thoughts think. So they tend to be more negative and more self-judgmental. It's harder to see the light at the end of the tunnel. It's harder to imagine that things will change and get better. So imagine, you know, then you're already dealing with these myths of 
you know, you're supposed to be happy and you're supposed to be fulfilled and you're supposed to be connected to your baby and breastfeeding is supposed to be easy. There's already the myths there that you're struggling against. And then this like harsh reality of depression and anxiety and stress and struggle is laying on top of that and pretty much amplifying those negative things that we think about ourselves. It's all my fault. I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing the right thing. Questioning ourselves all the time. Again, if you come back to that idea that these myths that we carry around that are sort of invisible until you're up against them end up being the beliefs that we carry. And it's possible truth. And it's also possible that somewhere along the line, you encountered really challenging things in your life that amplified any of these myths, these fantasies, these romantic ideas about what this perinatal period of time is going to be like. And those beliefs can be really hard to change if we're not questioning them, if we're not pushing back on them. And I think that's really what Maternal Mental Health Awareness Week is all about and what Maternal Mental Health Awareness Month is all about. I hear so often from people who don't know much about perinatal mental health. Once I tell them a little bit about it, it's like the light bulb goes off. Oh my gosh, my so-and-so went through this. Oh my gosh, I dealt with this and I didn't even know. And oh my gosh, if I had only known this stuff, how much better would I have been? I think what we're doing here with the Awareness Week and the Awareness Month is really pushing up against those myths and holding up a mirror to them and questioning them and saying to ourselves, is this stuff we have to believe? Are these things true? Do these myths, do these pressures support me or hurt me? And collectively, can we push back on them? Can we all raise our voices to say, you know what? No, this is not okay. I am not subscribing to these myths. I'm going to say right now, I don't have to be perfect. And that's okay. I'm chopping down that tree trunk of perfection. I don't have to be perfect. I'm okay just the way that I am. And by the way, just side note, in parentheses, quotes, whatever, perfection is not real. So, you know, we can just throw that out anyways. There's no such thing. But as soon as we start chopping away at this, what happens? All that shade gives way to light. We're able to see better. We don't feel the weight of shame. We don't feel the weight of judgment. We don't feel the weight of embarrassment. We don't feel the weight of I should. The feelings of failure start to lift and turn into something else. Again, we're not looking to be perfect. That doesn't need to happen. I don't want that. I don't think you want that. I mean, in reality, I'm a perfectionist, by the way, and I don't want to be perfect. (laughs) It's a big old pain. So maybe we're looking at some balance. Maybe we're looking at having hope that things go well. Obviously, yes, you want to remain somewhat optimistic, but optimism in the sense of the myths, it turns into fantasy. And that's where we get into trouble a little bit. We can prepare, we can temper these myths with being prepared with planning, with knowing the realities of what can happen to us and realizing that the myths that are out there are, you know, on some level, just making us feel worse, making us feel bad. It's not you. I think that's at the core of this. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) 
Well, you're aiming more of a, we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, Mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Whenever we start to feel like I'm a failure, what's wrong with me? Why can't I? We feel like it's us. We end up blaming ourselves. But I want to tell you, it's not because of who you are. It's because things are happening because of what you're going through. And that is very different. So when you're encountering these myths that getting pregnant is going to be easy, that the transition to motherhood and parenthood is going to be smooth sailing, that breastfeeding is going to come naturally and birth is going to come naturally because that's what your body's supposed to do, that your baby will be able to sleep perfectly through the night, that they're going to feed well and you're going to produce all the milk in the world, that you're going to be fulfilled by this role. That's what you were meant to do. That's why you're on this earth. When you start feeling those things, again, it's about balance. Yes, hope for what you want to hope for. But if that's not happening, if those things aren't happening, and, and you know, think in perspective of you, if you are the person who's getting pregnant or birthing or delivering or nursing, if you are the support person or partner or husband or grandparent or friend or coworker of the person who's going through something. Before we say something to ourselves or to somebody that we care about, we have to think, is am I reinforcing a myth that is going to potentially make them feel worse? Or am I offering them support in the way that's best for them? It's something to consider. I really feel that one key to supporting parents and mothers through maternal mental health issues is helping to address these myths, helping to bring them out into the light, helping people to see that, no, it's not just you. It's not in your head. You've been given a lot of information through your life that has set you up to have potentially unrealistic expectations. And it's if things don't go well, it's not your fault. There is a way through this. We can find help. We can get better. We can get to those points where we feel like, you know, grateful and thankful and healed and recovered. 
So I'd love to hear from you. What do you think are some of the myths? What are things you've heard about what it's supposed to be like? What your life is supposed to be like? What your baby is supposed to be like? What your partnership is supposed to be like? There are tons and tons and tons out there. I'd love to have you share your voice with us and tell us what you think. You can come and join us on the Mom and Mind Connection Facebook group where we can talk about this. You can help spread the word about Maternal Mental Health Awareness Week and Month by sharing this episode from our Facebook page, Instagram, or Twitter, and come and join the conversation. Let's raise all of our voices together and break down these myths so that we can all breathe easy. And whether or not things are going well, we can all feel the support of each other and know that we are in this together. So please do stay connected. Help us move the line forward for maternal mental health. There are some really amazing organizations out there doing fantastic work this week and this month. I will have links to those in the show notes. And I thank you so much for being with us today. Until next time. Thank you for joining us today. Please share this podcast. Together, we can support moms and families so that no one has to deal with this alone. Come connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Mom and Mind. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.